No, no. no, no. Welcome to Combustible. This is uh, the second part of our uh, talking to Hatch about the uh, the bridge collapse, the fire uh, on I-85, and uh, what happened after the fire went out, which uh, if you didn't listen to our other, uh, the previous podcast, uh, you might want to stop this one right now and go back and listen to that one so that we can catch you up. That's what the discussion on the ego was. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, concrete will burn down. <laughs> <laughs> and what was under the interstate was not combustible. No comment. Yeah. This is combustible. This is combustible. <laughs> the podcast. The podcast is combustible. <laughs> nice but, uh, segue. Yeah, you like that? Excellent yeah. segue. Yeah. That's a good job. Um, but uh, we're going to talk now about uh, what happened to Hatch after the fire went out. Not just me. Well... No, but Hatch is the only one here who's going to be talking about it because everybody else uh, isn't isn't here to give their perspective. But uh, tell us a little bit about how this all went down because, like I was talking about, you called me the morning after. Uh, we were talking about that night uh, and, and the things, some of the things on scene, and, and we talked for maybe 30 minutes or so. And then I think later in the day, you texted. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't? Mm-mm. Now, uh, the day after the fire, I actually uh, had to go home and get changed, packed up, and drove to Jacksonville um, for a funeral. Uh, that was the beginning of spring break. That happened on a Thursday. That Friday was the beginning of spring break. So uh, I kept coming back into town okay. during right, spring right, break. Right. I didn't go out of town, but I kept coming back into town to do interviews and things like that. Right. Uh, events. It was the following. It was like Tuesday or something. It was Monday. Monday? Okay. So I get called at my at home uh, by my fire chief uh, on my personal cell, and the conversation starts with, "Hey, chief, uh, I got a phone call today. That is not usually the kind of call that you want to get at eight thirty at night from your fire chief. You're immediately thinking of who messed up. No, no, no. I'm not. Th- forget about me. Uh, actually, I was, had been teaching earlier that now. I'm thinking who messed up now." Um, and he's like, uh, yeah, the call was from the White House. And immediately I'm like, ooh, this it is good. <laughs> this is good. And he said, uh, they, they have invited us to come up to uh, the White House for to us to meet President Trump. And so, uh, obviously. Did he say why? Yeah, yeah. He's for, you know, the. I, I mean, I know you, you burned a bridge to the ground, but I mean. Right, that, right, right. That's well, well, you know, they don't call it that. They'd say right. that, you know, the I-85 incident without any injuries. They, they put a more so positive spin the, than the you. The positive spin was no injuries. And, yeah. You naysayers. Yeah. They, you yeah. Know, they, they're much more We're positive. We're very jealous. About traffic right yeah, now. We're very jealous. We're edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Although the, uh, the 85 corridor in Station 2's immediate decab is, is remarkably nice. clear right now. Yeah. 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 I can imagine. <laughs> But yeah, so he uh, he calls me and, and tells me that, and uh, he says, uh, uh, "Do you think you can make that trip?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can make that trip. I said, I, "I don't see how I can turn it down." To be honest with you, yeah. How many times in your lifetime are you going to get invited to the Oval Office? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm basically you know walking on cloud nine, thinking, "Man, I, I can't believe this is about to happen." Then I'm, I'm going to get to go to Washington. But he basically said, "I have no details." We don't know how this is going to happen. So this is Monday, and we're leaving Wednesday. And I'm working on shift Tuesday, the very next day. So in a few hours, I'll be back in the city. He's like, uh, I don't know if you want to bring a bag, or we'll just let you go home to pack, or, or how it's going to work out. I don't really have any details for you. I was like, okay. okay. So uh, the Wednesday, is I would be working my part-time, which is here in Roswell. We're taping this in Roswell, Roswell Georgia. Uh, this is a part-time department, but it's absolutely uh, top-notch in every aspect of a department. Uh, they get great, great uh, firefighters and leaders from all over the metro area, and they all come to work here on a part-time basis, except for the uh, the chief staff and uh, a couple others. This and is where our live studio audience ought to be applauding. Yep. This is like coming out and saying, oh, I love Atlanta. Yeah, that was actually... <laughs> Really, really nice. <laughs> we need to loop that. That was really nice call. But uh, so I had to come work here. So obviously it's a, a shift basis here as well. So I called the battalion chief that, that I work for at home on the cell phone, 
And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be the best call into work story ever. <laughs> yes. And so I tell him, I was like, hey, uh, hey uh, buddy, I'm not going to be able to come into work on Wednesday. I'm sorry. Uh, and he's like, okay. And he actually sounded a little upbeat about it. Like, you know, I must have caught him, you know, when he's about ready to go to sleep or something. I don't know. He's a little punchy about it. And I said, I'm going to go meet the president. Okay. And I, he, I didn't know if he didn't believe me or not. And I was like, no, I'm serious. You know, they're from the bridge class thing, they're going to they're gonna take us out to watch, and then I get to meet the president. He's like, okay, you know what, we'll have a good time. And he was very cool about it. Uh, but come to find out, when he came to, to the shift that day, he actually put it on the briefing that Hatcher called out because he's meeting President Trump. <laughs> and so I immediately started getting texts from the guys from Roswell while I was up in Washington, D.C. Are you kidding me? Is this real? So that morning when I came in and I'm at the station and they sent out the muster report, Right. that's exactly what I got people come. Hey, man, do you know the hatch is going to D.C.? Yeah, yeah, I know it's going to D.C. It's on the muster report. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so the next, uh, I call my father and uh, tell him, and he's uh, his first words are, "I want to go." And I was like, "Sorry, Dad." Oh, I was like, yeah, "Okay, no, no, I, I want to go." I'm like, "I didn't set this up. It's not like I'm the travel planner for this thing. I mean, I'm being invited." Well, he said, "Well, I voted for him." I'm like, "Lots of people voted for him. What's that got to do with it?" So he's he's excited, whatever. And I, I call my mom. That I tell my wife, who was asleep at the time. Uh, she was a little out of it. She didn't kind of really get it. And uh, so I'm a little little hyped up or whatever. So I do. I go ahead and pack a bag for like a two-day trip to take with me because I don't want to be in traffic because now I've created a really bad traffic problem. <laughs> over prior. Actually, I didn't create I it, but missed, I was involved. I missed my plane to see the president because of the traffic jam. Right, right, right. So I went ahead and packed a bag, went into work the next day. And uh, they as the day went on, we uh, were getting details of, of how this trip was going to transpire and work out. Uh, initially, we were going to leave at about 1 o'clock, and it got pushed back because we did a recognition with the mayor of Atlanta. He recognized uh, us as well, and so it got pushed back to about a 5 o'clock flight. So on Tuesdays, we have staff meetings uh, in the city or uh, AFR staff meetings. Anyway, this was a staff meeting day, and so I get a phone call on the, the uh, my city cell phone with an unknown number. And I don't answer it. Obviously, I'm in a meeting and I let it go to voicemail. But unknown is probably uh, even we get telemarketers and things like that calling this stuff. So, so I don't I don't really pay attention to it. It's kind of a busy day, you know, meetings running around the city trying to figure out the details and whatnot. And at about 4:30, I actually listen to it, and it starts off with, "Hi, this is so and so from the White House," and I'm like, "Oh, if I'd only known, I'd have answered this call." <laughs> So I immediately call it back, and it's like, you know, like I said, 4.30, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, after the work day, you know, I'm probably not going to get this guy. And it does. It goes to his voicemail, but his voicemail is full. And then, so I try to text it, thinking maybe it's his cell, but it doesn't accept the text. So I think I sent him an email or something. No, no, I, I guess I just uh, waited. And later on in the day, we go on another call, and uh, he actually calls me back. And uh, so he kind of goes through a couple of questions with me and uh, asks me, you know, he starts reading off my information, you know, like my social, my address and stuff. I was like, you know, if this wasn't coming from the White House, I'd be a little unnerved right, right. now with how much information you have about me. And he's kind of giving me a few more details about the so he didn't about have the like a Nigerian prince that wanted to give you money or something. No, like no, 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 nothing like that. Uh, later in the day, they sent us an itinerary of basically how the day was going to go or how the trip was going to go, and I forwarded that to my wife and. Uh, he notified me then that we were going to bowl at the White House, which I thought was a pretty cool thing, too, that that was going to be interesting. And uh, I don't know how much, how much do you want me to keep going with this? Well, I, you got questions here? Yeah, I, I, I got a question real quick before we get too far into it because I'm intrigued by it. So, bridge incident is down. You're going home. Literally. Clearly. Yeah, it's, I yeah mean, this is uh, like a, a week work. later. So, but when it goes down, what I'm curious about is you go home. It's a big deal. It's on the news. We talked about it uh, prior to the podcast that, you know, everybody's videotaping it. It's all over uh, social media and all that stuff. So you go home. Robin, hey, uh, your wife, this is a big deal or, meh, what happened? You know, what's the family's impact? What's their view? Like for us, hey, man, a bridge. Everybody's asking about this incident. Her husband was there. So when you get home, is it... Eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to hear about work. Yeah, I told you, you can't talk about work. Right, or, or was it... No big deal. A, a level of excitement about it. 
there wasn't really a level of, of excitement about it. Uh, I don't have cable, and so th- we don't watch like local news, and so she doesn't really get involved in that unless I specifically tell her something or she looks on the internet about it. So, like I said, we we drove to Jacksonville. We had a funeral to go to, so we talked. You know, for the six hours in the car, we talked about it. And on the way, I got a call from my fire chief again. Didn't start off the same way, but basically, he was saying, you know, uh, I think one of the news channels wanted to do an interview with me. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to be out of town. I'll be back tomorrow, but I'm, I'm going to be out of town today. Uh, and he's like, all right, we'll just, we'll just reschedule it. And so the whole next week during spring break, I was either going back into town for an interview. Uh, I did a phone interview on Tuesday. I did a, I went and met with a bunch of retirees that had questions about it on another day. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, did yeah. She, so did, just, at what point did she at any point go, wow, this is a big deal? Yeah, so when we got to Jacksonville, we started watching some, some footage of it on YouTube. And then that's when she realized, you know, how big a deal it was and how big the incident was. And like I said, we we talked about it all the way down. So I want to, you know, who was it that didn't believe you were going to go see the president? Uh, you said somebody didn't, or said the president of water. Do what? That. Anyway, <laughs> this is this is, and I'm going to read this because this is the ha- this is the text that Hatch sends Shane and I. <laughs> and um, this was, this uh, yeah, this is Monday. <laughs> About 9 o'clock at night, Hatch texts, Apparently I and some others on scene are going to meet the president on Wednesday. Surreal. And then I replied, the president of what? (laughs) (laughs) And you've got to love having friends like us. I mean, this is is your moment. And we're just like, yeah, not appreciative. Yeah, here, here we are giving you crap. You reply back, the USA, with a little flag emoji. Which was a nice touch. Didn't, well, you know, didn't know you knew how to do that. I'm telling you, I really don't do it very often. This was like one of the few times. Shane says, uh, geez, does it ever end? <laughs> <laughs> to which I respond, see if he'll do the podcast. <laughs> and then Shane says back, build the damn road back and I'll be impressed. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. No, we, awesome. we, were, we were impressed. Uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, jealousy there. A lot because, of jealousy. Yeah. My mother-in-law didn't believe me when I told her. Really? Yeah, the Tuesday, uh, there was another situation going on that my family was involved in. There was a Marietta firefighter that got uh, killed in L.A. And my nephew was with the, the group of firefighters out mm. there. He, he he didn't get hurt or injured. Or anything. He was in the car? Uh, no, it was oh, three okay. of them in a car, but there was five of them traveling together. They were back oh, okay. at the hotel. and. Uh, so I was contacting her because I knew his mother was in town uh, around with us. And so I was trying to contact her and uh, yeah, I got a hold of my mother-in-law. And I was like, well, I got some good news too, by the way, you know, because I had just been told the day before. And she's like, uh, Mike, I got to go. Stop messing with me. And I was like, no, I'm actually serious. This is, this is the real. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the president. So. But they're used to me being very sarcastic and not believing. Of course, well, the I don't know why. Of what I, said, I don't know why so. they would be that. How yeah, weird that is! Disclosed to that. Hey, wait, guys, easy. I got feelings. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> okay, right, so uh, what's the next highlight? I mean, you're uh, on your way. You no, 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 no. So uh, the the shift ends. Like I said, it's uh, you know kind of a, a busy day. Uh, so now I'm going to be there. Basically, I'm not going to go home. I'm, I'm going to stay on to the next day. Uh, we're doing the recognition. I think we did it at 1 or 2 o'clock. We're going to fly out at 5. So we go do the mayor's recognition, which was very nice. And, uh, you know, they gave us plaques, and they, they televised it and whatnot. And uh, several of the units, you know, got recognized for all their great work. And it was very good. And then uh, went back, uh, got, you know, all our stuff collected together, got out of our Class A's or whatever, and met at the airport. And then basically fly, flew up there. We did not fly an Air Force One or anything like that. Everybody, was, everybody asked me questions yeah. like that. You know, how, how big did this get? You know, and, did uh, you get met at the airport in DC? I mean, was there? We actually in the itinerary on the itinerary we didn't have it set up. We didn't know, and we kind of discussed that uh, you know, how we were going to get from the airport to. And we figured we'd like Uber or take taxis. I can't speak. I'm, <laughs> I'm losing my mind here as it gets later. Uh, and we got met by a representative from the Department of Transportation. Which was really cool. He picked us up in a van. So there's about, uh, there's like 10 of us, whatever, with luggage packed into like a 15 person van. So it was like us sitting, you know, like a clown vehicle at right. some point, you know, it was all this thing <laughs> stuck in there. But, you know, we drove into DC and went to a really nice hotel and met another representative of uh, the White House. 
and they kind of explained to us how the, the next day was going to be and you know what a big deal it is and you know this doesn't happen to everybody blah 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 and they talked to us for a few minutes I like that they had to tell you that right yeah. <laughs> well you know they're basically just letting you know that this you know this is going to be a, a don't great act event. like an idiot when you're in there <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit but it was very nice and you know they were very jovial We've and at this firemen. point we better go ahead and tell them <laughs> well it's firemen and police it don't was, break anything it was, go ahead and have the conversation it was us and Atlanta Police Department the Georgia State Patrol guys that went with us as well were already up there they'd come on the earlier flight or drove uh and so they they were already at the hotel the strange part is is we were going to do the bowling that night so we got there at the hotel maybe eight or probably eight thirty. so like you got about 15 minutes to go upstairs and change and you know check into your rooms and then you know come down here to go to there to the white house the Department of Transportation did not take us to the White House. We took Uber and taxis, mm. which seemed kind of weird. I, I think that would be the part that we right. would be doing official, but no, we, we took taxis or whatever. <laughs> but a little funny story about that. When you go through airports, you know, you got to take your license out and, you know, show TSA and go through here and show it a couple of times. So you never really put it back in your wallet. You just kind of float around your pocket because you got to put all your wallet stuff and into a bag, you know, if it has any metal. So when I go up to change clothes, I leave my license in my oh, pants. No. Trust me, the Secret Service wants you to bring your governmental ID with them. <laughs> so we take the taxi ride to uh, to the White House, and they're going, "Okay, everybody, get out your driver's license." Uh, I don't have mine. So I have my work ID, and I asked them, you know, very nicely, "Hey, I know this is a big deal, and I'm sorry. Is there any way this will work?" And uh, they call and get some, you know, permission. They ask me some questions, and I, I get let in. Oh my gosh! I know. I feel bad. All, all I'm thinking again is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm there with my fire chief, and, and he's kind of looking at me, just shaking his head, like, hey, "Looks like you're taking a ride back to the hotel." Because I'm going bowling is basically what he was saying. Uh, but I didn't have to, and I was more than willing to go back to the hotel and get it. It wasn't far away, uh, but they they were able to work it out, and I was able to get in. And uh, so we went, and uh, the bowling alley is actually not in the White House, but it's on the White House compound. Uh, it's in the building next door. Uh, I guess that would be to its west um, in the Eisenhower Executive Building, a huge building which uh, houses one of the main offices, houses of the Office of the Vice President. It's in the basement of that. And that's a Toon Lane Bowling Alley, uh, started by Truman, I believe, because it's called the Truman Bowling Alley. All right. And we basically played against the uh, Georgia State Patrol. Very, very. Who won? That's a great question. Oh, you know, that means you lost. You know if you won. Well, they had a. Well, they, they, had, they had more players than we did. We had five, and they had like eight. You had the bumpers up? No, we talked about that. Wait, did about you that. use the kitty thing to, to roll the ball? Somebody tried to bring that out. So there was one there. There was one there. Did you guys break anything? No, no, we didn't break anything. Were you, uh, while you bowled, were you under constant Secret Service watch? No, no. They just kind of left you alone. Yeah, I mean, we had the uh, the special aides for the president were down there that had brought us up, and uh, were there like. Waitresses bringing you drinks? No, stuff, no, or? no. no. <laughs> uh, the, the, the one, uh, especially for the president, that really set a lot of it up is a guy named Brian Jack, a uh, tremendous guy. Uh, and he's from the Atlanta area. And so this was the, the whole thing, the collapse and the whole incident had a lot of impact for him because right. he grew up very close to there. So it was a big deal to him. Okay. And so that, that's how a lot of this got started. So he was there with us, you know, and uh, they went and got us pizza and Coke, you know. Domino's Pizza, you know, shout out to Domino's, but you know, they apparently <laughs> deliver to the White House, which is a pretty impressive deal. They should be stamping that on the box. I wonder what the tip is from the White House. I, I don't know. You know, maybe some Oval Office stamp. There you go, buddy. Take that with you. Check that out. Can't get that anywhere. Uh, so we, you know, we get in there, we have a good time playing, whatever. And, uh, what time is this? Uh, we played between nine and eleven. Okay. Yeah, you know, at night. Uh, the bowling house is actually pretty advanced. It lets you take like a selfie with a camera in the in the scoreboard thing, so your picture comes up there with your name. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hilarious. You know, and uh, so you know, we're bowling, having a good time. Uh, apparently, my fire chief had never bowled before. My fire chief is six six. He's a big, tall gentleman, yeah. and so it was it was entertaining. And we're in there taking pictures and you know walking around. And at one point, I've, I've taken like I don't know, like seemed like a hundred pictures, and I was like, All right, that's, that's probably enough. And then I was like. I'm never going to come here again. I'm just keep going. So I just started taking pictures, like even more. You know. 
Was that all the, the pictures of memorabilia that you were posting? Uh, that was some of it. You know, yeah. it was just uh, a lot of little things. Uh, you know, there were pictures of like uh, Nixon bowling on the wall and right. uh, President Bush, uh, both of them actually. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, just a lot of classic pictures. When you come in, uh, there's a like a almost a display case of like an old pin signed by Nixon, an old ball and ball, some old shoes and stuff, which is kind of neat. And some old wooden bitches, which are probably the original ones. And then they had like a whole shelf that had all the, the bowling shoes. Because that was another thing I was thinking. I was like, well, what kind of shoes are we going to wear? How's this going to work out? But they had bowling shoes for us. So you might have been wearing bowling shoes that Truman wore. Yeah. Sure. Or, there you go. That's one way to... Betty Jane from Idaho or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's because there were pictures on there from the previous visitors up there. You know, the, right. we, we erased and put our own pictures on there. So Okay. But it, it was it was a... Fun, really cool situation. I mean, you just cannot think of, you know, I'm going to go bowling at the White House. I mean, right. I wasn't technically in the White House, but uh, right underneath it. So we leave from there and walk out, and basically we were, we're facing the west wing of the, the White House. And we walk around, uh, I guess would be the north side of it, uh, which is the squared off side, not the rounded mm-hmm. side. And it's dark, and we're taking a couple pictures and stuff like that, and then we catch Ubers and go back to the hotel. <laughs> it's funny how we get around in yeah. the city. Did Uber pull up in the street, or did you actually get to pull into the? Did they pull into the uh, gate? <laughs> no, yeah, we, we no. had to go out to the street. No, we had to get exactly. outside the security Uber from the front from the front patio of the White House. Yeah, yeah, we, we didn't do that. And, uh, <laughs> Were there still a lot of people out milling around, or was it? Oh, there's a pretty good number out. Yeah, actually, you know, the people walking around taking yeah. pictures and stuff like that. I guess you know, pitch is dark. At, like that trying to take of like the White House not lit up is, is really difficult to pull It makes off. me want to go back to D.C. It's so oh, much yeah. fun just to kind of hang out and walk around there. Yeah. Right, yeah, so, we did that whole tour of yeah. Yeah. all the monuments at night, and that was absolutely super cool. We had yeah. a really good time with that. Yeah, monuments at night is cool. Oh, I didn't, so y'all got to do that last time? I don't remember which Yeah, it was time. the last time. It was okay. Ray. Yeah. The time before that, we did the whirlwind day tour right yeah we're we just like went, 23 right. miles we, we have definitely figured out a better method of how to do this <laughs> much much better well i'd say being invited by the president is probably the that's optimum. probably the much much better well i mean yeah i mean i could see that if, if he'd say hey just take my car the beast and go visit all the let it happen you know <laughs> that, that would have been great huh take marine one take yes. my, yeah exactly just take an air tour of the city take my segway yeah i bet he's got a segway he probably does have a segway that was a big place <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we go back to the hotel, but I'm, I'm like still jacked thinking, man, what's about to happen the next day? You know, I can, I can barely go to sleep or whatever. Plus, you know, you got to iron your class A cause you've stuffed it in a bag right. and all this other stuff to, to go. And before we, uh, go to sleep and all separate, I, I noted, or talked to one of the guys and he'd never been in DC before. Uh, it was the uh, captain on the other battalion car. And he said, you know, are you guys just going to sleep in? And most of them are like, yeah. And I'm like, no, what do you want to do? And he's like, I'd like to go see some monuments and you know, get, get breakfast. So I got up with them the next morning, and that's what we did. We went and basically went from the Lincoln Memorial to the Capitol, catching all of them. And I was taking a lot of selfies and pictures all along right. the way, you know. But I've been there for I don't know why I was yeah, doing it. No, but I mean Lincoln Memorial it's awesome, from the Sunrise Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. It's awesome. Right. So it was like seven thirty when we got to the Lincoln Memorial, and yeah. there's maybe five other people there. So it's, yeah. you know, it's great. Uh, it's great monuments. And uh, let's see, this was that's Thursday morning. So it was about two and a half hours to get all the way from one end to the other, seeing all the majors. But we didn't go into anything like the Smithsonian or anything. Right. We didn't have time for that, really. Uh, at the Thomas Jefferson Memorial, it was like the 274th birthday of Thomas Jefferson. We didn't know it. And they were doing a whole march and presentation, leaf, uh, wreath laying and stuff. It was pretty neat. And uh, so we got to the Capitol, and we just caught another Uber and went back to the hotel to get ready to uh, go meet the president. So... I, I've been on the White uh, the White House tour, and there was like seventeen checkpoints that you had to go through. Did y'all have to do any of that stuff to get back in? Just two, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had your ID this time, right? I did. I made sure I had my ID. Yep, yep, absolutely. So you come into the White House and you get past the security checkpoints, and where do they? Well, again, we're coming back in the exact same end that we did the night previous. So you enter through the the Eisenhower. Well, we, it's, it's a security gate okay. outside, but yeah, over by the Eisenhower. And then uh, we go through another one uh, that, and go into a different door than we went in the last time. But yeah, we end up going back into the Eisenhower building. And we go into a room, I think it was the uh, Secretary of War suite, which I don't know, we don't really have a Secretary of War, but I think, oh, it's, yeah, a, I think it's a ceremonial yeah. suite. 
It was about four rooms all connected uh, with a lot of history and, you know, flags and, uh, you know, bust of Lincoln and different uh, things. So everybody's kind of walking through because there's probably 15 of us taking videos and taking pictures and stuff like that. And we're kind of just staging there. You know, we kind of dress down, take our coats off and, you know, relax a little bit. Um, and as I'm doing this, what happened the night previous, like when I couldn't sleep or whatever, I'm looking on my phone, I, I get on Facebook and I noticed one of the guys had checked in at the White House before we went bowling. I was like, you know, it's a great idea because I had been trying to send out group text of the pictures that I had. Right. I was like, that's kind of cumbersome. I was like, you know what, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll just go ahead and start checking in with the, the uh, with Facebook. And that became a whole thing where like people were actually kind of following actually as it was happening and they were kind of enjoying that. But that wasn't my intention. That was just an easier way to meet. Yeah, yeah. I was following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was getting a lot of responses back. Hey, yeah, keep sending pictures, keep sending pictures. <laughs> So we're in the, the uh, Eisenhower Executive Building in, in County Mill and Rad, and they come and get us and take us into the Vice President's office. And the Vice President wasn't there, and then they kind of give us a, a little guided tour of that. And there's a lot of history in there. I mean, just unbelievable amounts of history. Like they had a bookcase that was in the White House when uh, Grant was there. Wow. And he tells a whole story about that and how they lost the key to it. They're getting the key made because there's some things in there that they wanted to rearrange. And, uh, you know, different bookshelves and different things in there. So it was really neat. And they showed that the, the desk drawer, all the vice presidents signed the inside of the desk drawer. Uh, and so we, cool. you know, we're all taking pictures of that. And they got, you know, cape or uh, some uh, plexiglass over it, you know, to kind of to protect them all and stuff. But it's just kind of a neat little thing that, that do. And, you know, it's a huge desk. And, you know, it's just pretty impressive. So we, out of all the memorabilia that you saw in that room or anywhere, what was the most impressive? Probably that bookcase of uh, yeah. Grant, yeah, because you think about how old that is. I mean, yeah. you know, how long ago that was, and how how long it's been around. But you know, from what I understand, they got warehouses of different pieces of furniture that they can move around and put wherever they want, basically. But it's a pretty neat thing. Yeah. I mean, just the the amount of history. I mean, you're on hallowed ground. You know, forget the politics of the whole thing. Right. You know, this is where this country was born and, and is run, and the history of what goes on in right. these buildings and these halls. I mean. Is, is unbelievable and you're humbled enough to think that you know you were involved in something and you know yes it was televised and it was a big deal but there have been so many guys not in our department but all across the country that have done way more heroic things sure. than this that don't get recognized to this level uh, you know so it was a, a huge huge honor for us to be there right. and to, to enjoy that and have a good time with it and, and basically you know walk around and look at the history I mean the whole time you're like almost pinching yourself is I cannot believe I'm in this place right now. You know, I'm going to take, you know, a thousand pictures because I will never get to come right. back and see this again. This is not like I can do this again. Oh, a little funny side note. Prior to this, on Tuesday before I left, I'm at work and my dad, my father calls me again. I almost reluctant to answer the phone call, but I do. And he says, do you think you're going to get a chance to talk to him? And I said, I don't know. I haven't gotten my itinerary. And he said, that kind uh, of question. Well, he said, they specifically told us not to do that. Uh, he said, uh, well, could you ask him to get your nephew into the uh, the Air Force Academy? And I'm like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Hey, I'm some stranger you've never met. Will you put some other strangers you don't know? Trust me, I vouch for him. Yeah, yeah. But it just let me know how excited he was for me that the whole thing was right. going on and stuff like that. But. You know, it wasn't going to be this whole, you know, we're going to like bro hug and, you know, move on and chat it up and, you know, share a coat together or something. It wasn't going to be that. Did each of you guys get a picture with the president or was it just one group picture with the president? Yeah, it was one group picture okay. with the president. Uh, it was more, you know, I expected it to be the whole, okay, you know, you guys stand over here and turn in and right, move in, blah, blah, blah. It was literally, we fanned out and as soon as we stopped moving, okay, so I looked off balance in the back there because I didn't know that it was about to happen like it was about to happen. I was like, oh, look, this is how it is. Okay. So it was kind of a strange setup there. Well, maybe so, make, get get him a picture of that. That's of you all framed up for him. Right. So for my dad? Yeah. That's in the oh, he's, he's already got him. Good. He's already got him, blown him up, showing it to his friends. Right. Perfect. You know, tweeting it out. Well, he that's, tweet. that's the picture in the Oval Office. Walk us. How do you get into the Oval Office? What's that? So we're still staging in the uh, Eisenhower Executive Building, which is across the street from, or across a parking lot, basically, from the West Wing. So uh, it's, we're supposed to meet him at 2 o'clock, 
uh, in the Roosevelt Room, which is in the West Wing. So it's closer to two o'clock. We're getting dressed. You know, we're getting breath mints because we don't go see the president with bad breath. I mean, hold up. You know, when you get that nervous breath, you know, you're, you're all pasty mouth. You know, you, you guys have been there. You know, everybody's checking each other for boogers. And, right, 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 yeah. right. You thought talking in front of the neighborhood group was going to be bad. I mean, now you're about to go on national television all, all over the world, really. And so you, you, you want to have fresh breath. That's how it works. So we walk across, and I think I filmed a little bit of that of us walking across to it. And uh, we go into the West Wing, past the Marine and whatever, and we're in like a little uh, receptionist area. And uh, there's all 15 of us and, you know, some other, I don't know what they are, but businessmen or congressmen or whatever in there waiting. And they're kind of basically, uh, we meet the uh, Secretary of Transportation, Ms. Chow, and she kind of explains to us, you know, the President's a very nice man, you really enjoy this, he's very dynamic, and, you know, th this will be, you know, great thing, blah, blah, blah. You're going to go and sit down. So they open the door. We walk into the Roosevelt room, and everybody's got place cards, you know, to, to where you sit. So we didn't have any choice in that. So as I'm walking in, I'm looking. And so at the, where are the most predominant places to sit? Gentlemen? Next to the president, I was Yeah. But, but normally it's the ends of the table. Heads of the table? Yeah. Right. So Macklemore is at one head of the table. I was like, how did he get that man being on the division? He gets to be at the head of the table. <laughs> So I, I was like, man, I, I'm kind of let down. I'm, I'm feeling a little bad. But you're right. The president sits in the middle of the table. Yeah. So I'm at the other end, but not on the end, uh, right next to it. At the other end, it turned out to be uh, Tom Bossert, the uh, Homeland Security Advisor to the president. And uh, so we find our places and we sit down. But what I don't know is right behind me is the door into the Oval Office. So he's going to come out right to where I'm at. So actually, my seat turned out to be a really good seat. So we're sitting in there for a few minutes, and uh, we're just waiting, whatever, and I guess uh, Tom Bosser comes in and sits down, and then they eventually let the press in. We're, all of us are all the way around the room, and I think there's two guys behind us in mm -hmm. chairs away from the uh, table as well. Yeah. And uh, so they let the press in. It's like 30 press storming to the room, you know, <laughs> like thundering herd. And they all just kind of stand there with like tape recorders and cameras, and they're clicking, 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 but nobody's in there. The president's not in there. We're just in there. And we're trying to smile, you know, repeatedly looking at everybody, you know, get my good side, make sure you get my scar, show you how, how, awesome, yeah, how awesome you are. Yeah. Uh, quick, show me a great picture of, of that in the interview. Um, so, you know, we're just smiling, whatever. And then we just end up in casual conversations. And then, uh, as I told you earlier, I realized my casual conversations are probably being recorded right now. So right. I'm probably, you know, yeah. a little more guarded. But uh, anyway, it was, it was fine. And we, we had some good discussions about, uh, you know, the White House and the memorabilia in the room and stuff like that. And uh, as I had mentioned, there was water on the table for everybody in White House classes. And I noticed, I, I mentioned to them, I was like, why is nobody drinking the water? What's, what's up? Nobody wants to drink the water? And I guess they were all too nervous. You know, every, it was very quiet. Nobody was really talking, you know, out loud that much. We were just talking maybe to the person next to them. I was like, I'm going to drink some water. It's probably the best water you're ever going to taste. I'm going to take some White House water home with me. So I, I took a couple of big swigs of it. Was it good water? It was good water. <laughs> I was taking a souvenir home. I'm taking so some White House water. You guys brought a, a presentation axe to the president. We did. We did. Did that come into the room beforehand and get placed on the table? It did. Okay. It, it, that was, uh, basically you're bringing a weapon in to meet sure. the president. <laughs> so that had to go through uh, extensive uh, Secret Service channels to, to get through. Uh, and how did y'all get that made that quickly? He apparently has a stockpile of them in his office. He who? My fire chief. Okay. And Joe Baker. Okay. Which I, I found pretty neat, you know? Yeah. Because I was thinking the same thing. Very handy. Hey, I need one for the president. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah, got three days. And, uh... I know it's Monday. I know yeah. you're sleepy. I need you to make one right now. But no, he, he said he has uh, like maybe 10 of them. Okay. Which is really uh, a pretty cool thing, you know, for, yeah. you know, for really special presentations and stuff. And, you know, when he, we, I found out about it when we were getting off the plane and we were getting the, collecting the baggage at baggage claim that he had it. And I was like, man, that's, that's cool. I never, never even thought about that. Right. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we should give him a challenge coin. <laughs> no, no, let's give him an axe. <laughs> but, you know, the axe was great, and uh, you know, he he really appreciated it. He thought it was a, a pretty right. cool thing. But yeah, and it's, I, I think, think that's the first axe he's ever been given. Maybe. But yeah. I think he said that uh, it was going to stay right there. I thought I heard him say that. Yeah, somebody told me they've already moved it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's going to stay right there for a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody was uh, talking about, you know, was it nailed to the 
to the desk or was it permanently there or something like that like so it couldn't be removed right. so somebody couldn't grab it and use it yeah it wasn't because uh, yeah. when we go into the Oval Office they actually move it in there it's it's in the picture it's okay. on his desk in the picture so okay. they, they moved it in there so anyway uh, but yeah that was kind of a big deal uh, as far as that goes as far as bringing it in there but you know right. he, he was very nice and very uh, accommodating and, and was trying to you well, know, hold on back. I was going to say, you need to go back to he's, your seat. He's got to come, right. he's got to come in the room. So what happens when he comes in the room? Do they tell you beforehand he's about to come in the room? They, they do, they do. Like, you know, the, well, when you up. see uh, Sean Spicer and the, the press uh, uh, photographer come in, yeah, you know it's about okay. to go down. And uh, so it was also the same day that he had bombed uh, ISIS, I think right before that, with the, with the mother of all bombs. Okay. And uh, they were having some issues with North Korea. Right. So, although it was a supposed lot, to... A lot going on. There was. <laughs> so, it, it was supposed to start at 2, and I think he comes into the room at like 2.26. So, uh, I was actually really happy that we didn't get just cut from the schedule altogether because his schedule was minute to minute and very uh, fluid. And so, basically, it was going to get compressed, and we were going to be what's getting compressed out of it. On the, the original itinerary, we were going to get about 30 minutes in there with him, uh, just us, and he was going to go around the table asking each of us, you know, for about a minute, what did you do on the fire, blah, 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 and that didn't happen. Right. But, and, you know, we're obviously disappointed that that didn't happen, but, you know, still lucky as we could actually right. be to be there. Uh, so they, they come in, and he comes into the room, we all stand, and uh, he comes through the door that's behind me, and he goes to Chief Baker, shakes his hand. Chief Bryant, uh, who is the APD uh, chief, and then he shakes the hand of the uh, uh, Georgia State Patrol guy next to me, and then he shakes my hand, and that, that's all. And then they do the whole presentation about the Oh, office. so you, there were only the four of you got handshakes. Correct. Wow. Correct. So it turned out my seat wow. was a really good seat. Well, you know, you got cut out of most of the pictures. Yeah, and I I could I saw your coat. I, I, I recognized the cuff, and I knew where you were sitting. You recognized the cuff really? That, that's Hatch's cuff. <sighs> That's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just but you got props. cut out of most of the pictures. Yeah, yeah. But that that mean that you got to yeah. So you got a, a handshake. Yeah, handshake on, on camera, and uh, so we all sit down. And he reads a, a whole uh, prepared statement about how impressed he was with how we performed on the fire and how the flames were you know huge, and he can't believe that nobody got hurt. And uh, it goes through the whole thing about that they're uh, given uh, $10 million to get the repair. And mm -hmm. uh, Ms. Chow uh, gives a whole discussion about it as well. And then uh, after a few minutes, uh, you know, a little casual conversation with like Chief Baker asking how tall he was and things like that. You know, right. he's, he's trying to be very, very, very friendly. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, they basically, the, the press leaves the room uh, and they, they ask a few questions, you know, parting questions about nothing about us. But asking about the uh, the bombing and things like that, and he you know gives them answers or whatever. And then he again you know after they leave, he, he's very casual, uh, just having you know conversations with us. And, and it's like, hey guys, let's, let's go ahead and go into the Oval Office. And so we all stand up and you know walk through. So you leave that room, walk through a short hallway, and then right into the Oval Office. And uh, like I said, we are in there for you know basically doing enough long enough to fan out behind the desk, stop moving, click. Great, glad you are in here. You know, shake your hand. And so everybody kind of did a handshake as they were right. leaving. And, uh, you know, they're like, really enjoy it. Well, it's kind of over this part. So right. we're, we're now moving out. So. <laughs> but still, still just impressive, you know, that you're in there. I mean, you just cannot possibly imagine the, the, the people that have sat in that room over sure. the years. The decisions that were made sitting at that desk. Right, right, right. You're talking about like the you know Cuban Missile Crisis and all the stuff that's going on in those rooms and around those walls and stuff. And it's it's just very surreal that it's all happening. Did you touch anything in the Oval Office? No. You didn't sneak a touch. No, no. Like you know, resolute desk or anything like that. No, I didn't really want to be thrown to the ground by a security guy. I'm a big guy, and there was a couple of them taller than bigger than me. I was like, God, wait a minute, where do you get these guys from? Uh, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't looking to do that. You know. <laughs> I, I'm still looking to get promoted at some point, so you know, I'm trying, trying not to make mistakes. I've got my career about peaked. I don't know if I can get it going higher than this. Uh, so I was like, I don't, I don't want the downslide to start right now. Uh, so we go back into the Roosevelt room. We stage for a few minutes. Uh, and they're coming to tell us that, uh, that Miss Chow is going to do a uh, talk with the press in front of the West Wing uh, more and that... Uh, that the Chief Bryan and Chief Baker are going to be out there with her as well. 
and uh, I'm not sure if they knew that they were going to speak at that time. And they asked, "Did you want the rest of the the uh, first responders to come as well?" And she said, "Absolutely." And so we all kind of fanned out behind them. So we walked out and you know in front of that, and she spoke to the press, and then uh, Chief Baker spoke, and then Chief Bryant spoke. And then they asked, you know, could we speak to one of the responders? And so I stepped up and they asked me a few questions. And Very cool. That, that was probably the coolest part. Or not the coolest part, but that was probably a pretty cool part. That was a unique experience to be able to do a little bit of talking to the press in front of the West Wing. Right. <laughs> Did you recognize any of the, the reporters? No, but I watched one person who was basically typing the whole thing on their phone and never looking at it. So they were... I was like, how are they doing that? Those wow. little buttons are so tiny. Right. So it was impressive. All but, right. you know, it was, uh, you know, a couple of questions. And I basically, I was given uh, plugs to, like, the National Fire Academy and the Center for Domestic Preparedness for their training programs because, you know, you both know we've gone to classes like multi-alarms and target hazards and stuff right. like that that are centered on not this but bigger, larger right. incidences and, and Getting guys, I mean, I'm lucky in the sense that I come from a big department and we have these big calls, but this could have happened in Broken Arrow, sure. Idaho or something like that. Sure. This the exact same thing could have happened and that guy may not be used to such, you know, resources. Was it funny that I said Broken Arrow? Not, not to me, it wasn't. Immediately, I was thinking, it's here, Broken Arrow. Yeah, Broken Arrow, We've Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were in class with a guy from Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was like a 14-person uh, department. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah. it could happen in that. So, and those are the guys that go to those programs and go to those sure. classes, and they feel maybe a little overwhelmed from, you know, being around us. Man, we, we all fight the f same kind of fires. Right. We all go through these same kind of things. So I want to see those type of programs continue, if not, you know, be even more advanced or uh, flourish a little bit more. Right. Uh, so definitely I was using that as a platform to try and get those guys more recognition for because that's how. So they didn't give you that as a talking point. You just chose to, to do that on your own. Right. Right. Outstanding. Yeah. It was part of what I was going to talk to Trump about had we had the opportunity during the one-on-one portion. Are you being serious right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is, I'm your mother-in-law. Okay, okay, Hatch. Yeah. But you're not, not? going to throw your nephew a bone. No. And I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> gonna, no. Well, is that not a, is that no, not a good thing to do? No, I think that would have been a good topic. You know, regional conferences too, you know, like the one we're involved in in May. You know, those are, those are good things too. Absolutely they are. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's students that come from all over the country that get some great, great training Absolutely. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, basically after that, we go back to the Eisenhower Executive Building and uh, uh, we kind of collect our stuff and then we go to uh, the gift shop in, in there. And the gift shop is about maybe a little smaller than this room. Right. So there's a clerk, maybe a couple other people, size. and 15 of us crammed in this room <laughs> with merchandise the room, the temperature in the room spiked to like two hundred. Right, right. class this, this is the gift shop in the Eisenhower Executive Building. Yeah, yeah. For the Does White it House. have special? I mean, you and I have been in plenty of gift stores in yeah. DC. Was there stuff in there that you just didn't see anywhere else, or is it? I think it's the same kind of stuff that you could get. Declaration of Independence rolled up in a tube and, you know. That I did not see. Uh, it, it was a little on the limited side uh, as far as selection. Like great right. pick-through? No, like not a whole lot. But you know, you can't get anything with the president's seal on it. Right. That's They won't put the seal on anything. So to get the seal on something, I think you have to steal it from the White House. Do you have anything with the president's seal on it? I do not. <laughs> not even a matchbook? No. Letterhead? No. Pen? No. Uh, All the right. pins have those little chain things to them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They didn't. Did they have a discount rack or anything? It did. <laughs> they did. It did. It did. And uh, we talked about that because when we went in, it said like, uh, half off, blah, 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 blah. And then so we're like, as we're checking out, everybody's like, well, what's half off? Well, it's the, that end of that one shelf over there. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, like, you mean the stuff that nobody can wear? So, uh, was there is there a post office in the White House? Is it I don't possible? Know. Okay, I don't know. so you didn't mail anything from the post mm -hmm. office? I'd have had to mail something from to me from the post office. I didn't White think House. about that. What? Why are you shaking your head? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a unique one. Yeah, yeah, that is one. Uh, I, was so I, I bought like two hundred and fifty dollars worth of uh, like souvenir stuff for like 
uh, my, my, my family and my dad. I bought my dad a shirt and all the stuff. So, yes, it may not be anything that you couldn't oh get anywhere else, but I bought it at the White House. See, I'd have been thinking, like, I can, I can bend down and pretend to be tying my shoe. And I'm going to grab some of the fibers off the rug in the Oval Office and uh, just some fibers. You know? And I'll put them in my pocket. And then I'll have fibers from the Oval Office. Uh, I don't know, no, man. No, I was I was probably better at prioritizing things on the fire than I was what was going on when I was in there. I was a little out of my element. And, and I actually had a whole plan, and it, I, I totally did not do what I was going to do. Uh, you could have done it like a Gress Grissom and, and taken a roll of dimes into the Oval Office and then come back and sold dimes that were in the Oval Office. You know what I'm talking about? No, Gress but no. I, I would think that they would have a hard time understanding why I was trying to bring a roll of dimes through security. <laughs> Sir, what did you think? There's a Coke <laughs> machine in here or something? <laughs> yeah. Like a pony ride? You know. Yeah. Might need some... Might need some spare change. Yeah, no, no. That, that wasn't good. <laughs> There's no gumball machine in the Oval Office? But uh, yeah, so like uh, I'm a I'm a broad-shouldered young man. So there was maybe two shirts in there that would fit me or something like that. So, right. uh, so I was buying like lapel pins and tie pins and whatnot. What does this shirt say? Like I saw the president or something? Or? <laughs> no, it's just a polo. I bought one for my dad. And, you know, and so while we were bowling, they gave us um, uh, White House M and M's. And you know, it was in a little White House box, and like they, they came out like Does a case it have like a W and H on the on the M&M? I don't know. I didn't open the box. I kind of want to ruin the nostalgia. I don't know. Oh, what they oh so you didn't you didn't eat any? No, no, no. Oh. So I got like boxes for like my my wife and my kids and stuff like that. And did they then, eat them or did they just? Keep them? I don't know. I don't know. I asked them. Eat them. So I thought about my wife as a teacher. So I asked when I, when we went back the next day. I said, you know, is there anything? My wife's a teacher for a first grade class. Is there anything that? You know, I could take back for the class, and they, so they brought out some White House Hershey Kisses, a whole case of them. So I take that back. <laughs> Why is it funny? I don't know. It's the idea of Trump sending Hershey's Kisses to a first first grade class. That just cracks me up. Well, I bought like uh, some pencils and a couple other things for them too. You know, from yeah. the White House. You know, just, right. just stuff that she could have in her. Just that there's this. Apparently, there's the store of chocolate at the White House. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was raining like jelly beans, right? So they've, maybe, they've maybe. clearly moved from jelly beans into a chocolate thing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. But uh, yeah, so like, you know, every so often you'd have a guy come up like, hey, uh, here you go, guys, man. We really appreciate what y'all did. You know, they bring us a box, you know. <laughs> yeah, so like. <laughs> Overall, we the whole group of fifteen. They, there was probably five different cases of milling around at one time or another. Uh, and the the Georgia State Patrol guys did create. They they brought like a ton of patches to, to mm-hmm. swap out with guys and different things. So like as like Secret Service guys, so they right. were swapping them out with them. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, we weren't going to run into any firefighters at the White House, so I guess we weren't really <laughs> concerned about that. Uh, but yeah, so after we we you know did our little uh, shopping and, and uh, grabbing gifts and whatever. Uh, you know, they put us back on uh, uh, back on Uber, and we rode back to. So, so now I don't know how we get into the things with the Department of Transportation. They they pick us up and take us at the weirdest times. But we get back on Uber, go back to the hotel, change clothes in a bathroom because we've already checked out at this point. For the ride of our class A's and the to comfortable travel clothes, go back to the airport, and uh, we have now acquired a uh, concierge for Delta. And uh, they they basically get us you know get our bags checked, get us through security, get us into the sky lounge you know where we kind of relax until our flight leaves, and then uh, they get us on the plane. And both going coming and going, they they announced you know who we were over the the Very PAs, cool. and everybody claps for us and all that stuff. And, yeah. You get to go to the cockpit and tell them it's your birthday. <laughs> no, I didn't think about going to the cockpit. <laughs> No, uh, one, one lady did give up her like, like first class seat to one of us, whatever, and I was like, did you see the tall gentleman 6'6 six, six in the back of the plane <laughs> that looks like he's about to murder somebody? Would you mind letting him have your seat? So he went up and sat up front. Uh, but uh, we got back, and they did like the, the, the airport fire trucks, did like a water cannon salute. When you salute. got back to Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah did cool. a water cannon salute for us as we got there. Very cool. And then... Uh, Got in the car, drove home, got home at about 11.30, went to sleep, turned around, went back to work. 
the next day, I came here to Roswell, which is Saturday, and then the Sunday after that, I flew out to uh, Cincinnati to do an assessment. Right. So it was a lot of very busy, fast-paced stuff in a few days. And this doesn't change any of your story, but uh, I know I asked, and I'm sure some other people asked, who paid for all this? Uh, I'm assuming uh, the feds. Yeah, the feds. Yeah, yeah the Department of Transportation yeah. paid for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. event, and I mean, I am insanely jealous. We'll give you crap on text, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, it was very cool. Yeah, it was it was a very fun, cool, you know, surreal experience to go through. Very right. fast-paced, and you know, everybody's like, enjoy it, you know, really savor it. But you know, it was hard to savor. Time. It. Yeah. yeah, it's just probably from the time. We left to the time we got back is about maybe 25 hours, the, the total trip. That's amazing. And it's a, you know, and in that, that you know, we bowled at the White House. We toured, you know, the, the, the Eisenhower Executive Building, went into the West Wing. Me and another guy went through all the monuments and, you know, that's a lot to, to squeeze in a very what short time. What was your total time with the president, do you think? 15 and minutes? I, yeah, and a lot of that, I, I know from watching the raw video, was him talking to the press about North Korea and... Afghanistan and you know, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, but total, you know, about 15 minutes. Yeah, so like I said, you know, to have that 30 minutes, you know, where he kind of had a little bit more one on one conversation would have been nice. And, uh, right. and, and, and they were still expecting us to do that the night before. That's why they were telling us, you know, they're going to be uh, lots of pictures taken. You know, you don't take out your phone because they're taking pictures the whole time. You'll get copies of all these, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, all that got shortened down right. to. How did they get copies to you? Well, when they read off all the information about my mailing address and my social security you number and were calling up. on the phone, I kind of figured that they could figure it out if they wanted to. Has anything showed up? No. no. Just, just chocolate? No. Just chocolate. <laughs> oh, that was another thing, too. So we're, while we're waiting to go into uh, to see the president on uh, Thursday, <laughs> the fire chief goes to Brian Jack, the uh, the, the assistant for the president, and says, Hey, would you get the president to call Chief Hatcher's dad? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, he was seriously. He's like, well, you know, he has been called, but he's kind of busy today, so I don't know if he'll be able to. <laughs> so I tell my dad that, and he's like, so I, you know, how's you gonna get my number? I'm like, it's the president, dad. He'll figure it out if he needs figure it. Figure it out. Yeah, he'll get it in a second. Figure it out <laughs> somehow. I don't know if he's waiting by the phone or not. You know, he's probably still good. waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's called. Yeah, I still think you took the time, like National Treasure, and find a secret code to get into that. Desk. There you go. Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would have been interesting. It didn't look like the same desk. It was a big desk. Yeah. That's that's the resolute desk. Yeah, yeah. They actually yeah. called it that when yeah. we were standing there. You're going to be in the Oval Office with the resolute desk. Like that was the most important thing in the room. <laughs> well, Not the president, but the no, desk. That's that's the you know it's it's been in a lot of the pictures, especially the the one of the more famous is Kennedy with. John Kennedy under it, you know, because the middle panel uh, can be removed or, you know, and I think when Kennedy was there, it was out. Right. You could see, but uh, they've had it in there for a while now, so, but, yeah. Hmm. Famous stuff. Yeah, 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 I mean. Very, very cool. Yeah, very cool situation. Uh, Hopefully there'll be some pictures that come, uh, you know, maybe of us getting handshakes or something at some point, you know, because she was in there, you know, milling around, taking pictures and whatnot. So hopefully everything will be uh, clued out of it. But the whole time, you know, that this is going on, like I said, I'm I'm sending pictures as we're going through the vice president's office. I'm sending pictures up to, to Facebook or whatever, and I'm getting all kinds of hits on Facebook and text about, you know, what are you taking a class in selfies or you know? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So it was it was pretty entertaining, making me laugh the whole time, and. You know, uh, and then a couple of people are like, keep them coming. You know, we're we're living this. Well, the you same never time. post. You don't ever post. You're all right. That's the other thing. So I don't post was, a lot of it things. It was like Hurricane Hatch for posting. Yeah, yeah. And then, it, and then it once, and then it was gone. Yeah, the last time I think was when I was in Hawaii. Like, everybody's like, what are you trying to make us feel bad that we can't go? So, but yeah, it was a it was a, it was very cool, very neat experience, and uh, we we had a great time. And uh, so when we we're sitting in the uh, um, the sky lounge, we need to go back. Firemen are firemen, and, and police are very similar. And so we're all giving each other the business, and you know, busting each other's chops in there. But the room is crowded with you know other travelers and whatnot. And uh, one of the guys has a uh, Dragon Con shirt on, which is a, a, a Comic Con here in Atlanta. And uh, another one of the travelers says something to him about it, 
And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, do you go or whatever? And he starts giving him a hard time. He, did you dress up or whatever? He's like, no, 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 we work it. And he's like, what do you guys do? You know, y'all seem like a pretty motley bunch. He's like, we're, we're firemen. And he's like, oh, you up here for training? And he's like, no, no, we're here to meet the president. The guy goes, yeah, right. He goes, oh, you think we're playing, huh? So he stands up and starts showing him the picture. Right? It's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, this guy just stepped in and didn't even realize it. But yeah, they so were all. basically nobody believed you. No. Like every no, time no. you say, I'm here to see the president. If you yeah. see the bunch of us out there in public, you'd never think that we'd get to meet no, the president no. either. No. Yeah, it's part of, one of those dinner, you know, have you uh, walked on the moon? Well, yeah, I probably I got a story that's going to yeah. top yours. You know, it's one of those dinner uh, stories that you're going to be able to tell for quite some time <laughs> that uh, people aren't going to be able to believe that that actually happened. Yeah, uh, but it was, it was fun and we had, we had a good time. But again, you know, as, as as much of an honor as that is, and as much recognition as that is, that pales in comparison to some of the things that I know have happened in my own department. The you know, I know uh, three guys on a truck company uh, went in and without a hose line, uh, rescued two children who were alive today and, and prospering. And man, that is so heroic! It's such great work, and you know, that may have gotten a five-minute you know news sure. story on local. You know, that is heroic. You know, and there are guys that do that kind of thing, you know, across the country and don't get to go to see, you know, the president, things like that. Right. So, you know, it, my hat goes off to those guys who are in the service and so, do a great job. And I'm, I don't say this to just blow smoke up your skirt, but when you do get recognized for stuff that isn't as heroic, your words, as, as some other stuff, you went, you represented Atlanta Fire Department, you know. You, you were there and I think you're representing them. So, that's well, a good it, thing. It is, and you know, and it's one of those things. And, and even the fire chief mentioned uh, when they first said something about going, he wanted to take everybody from the first alarm, and they were like, uh, "No, we yeah. we can't bring fifty people." <laughs> right. And then so he like reduced it to like all the officers from the first alarm. He's like, "No, no, I need a list of five. And you know, it, it's sad that more people couldn't go because sure. again, it was a team effort. It wasn't me doing all of it and making all the great calls you know there were several people you know collaborating with me helping make the great call uh or, or just help doing it on their own doing a great job so that whole thing was successful not because of me not because of macklemore or atkins mm -hmm. it was successful because everybody was doing their part staying safe staying smart and doing really really good work you know and, and you know make a little bit of luck too and, and mixed right. in there with it but you know all the way around so, I mean, I, I wish everybody could have gotten that type of experience, but it, unfortunately, it just doesn't work out that way. Yeah. So, from the initial incident, the act working the incident, and I know it all happened real fast, all the way through going through the White House and experiencing all that, I would assume that there has to be some pretty significant bonding that's going on between individuals that have experienced a one-in-a-lifetime experience together. Did you find yourself, like your experience of going out with that captain and you two going out and uh, looking at some of the monuments and spending that time with some of your Atlanta people from the incident and all the way over there? I would assume there's some, I mean, that's stuff that we don't, not everybody's going to get to share it together. Did you feel that way during that, the whole process where relationships were fortified or bonding going on because you're experiencing something so surreal or you're just going through it and no, no, no I wish he'd shut up he kept talking the whole time no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no 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 uh, me and him hanging out that was good I, I really hadn't spent that much time with him before uh, Macklemore the guy that was on division we came on together so I've known him my entire career uh, you know the obviously the fire chief I've known for years and years and years as well uh, me and him hadn't spent a whole lot of time together, but yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely an experience that, you know, we all shared together now that we've been up there, and uh, even the fire chief said that he had met uh, the previous president as well, but it was more like the, the handshake, you know, just moving on kind of thing. It was a photo opportunity. This is much more involved in depth kind of thing, so, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, that you share a, a, a moment in time of your lives together, you know, that you always be able to, to talk about. Right. Are, are we going to do, you know, a, a five-year reunion or something? Probably not. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you see if you'll do the podcast. 
Who? President Trump? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, I mean, well, you should have told me he was in town Friday. I couldn't what, go What's there. the worst thing he's going to say now? You know, I'm fired. <laughs> You're fired. He <laughs> used to say that all the time on their apprentice. <laughs> You're fired. I carry a little bit more weight right now. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate you uh, sharing all those details because I, that, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I don't. I hope everybody else did. It was all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's shame. Yeah. He's tired. He I'll try to spice it up next time I go to the yeah. White House. Yeah. I'll see if I can't steal a throw pillow or something. <laughs> Stuff it over my shirt. Gosh, you've gained weight. Don't mind me. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, is when we're talking about the water thing, uh, the like I said, the glass had the seal on it, and uh, the one of the the Georgia State Patrol officers said something about, uh, I wonder if you know we could get this glass out of here. And the Homeland Security guy was like, uh, I wouldn't advise it. I'm sure it's been tried, but I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> and uh, so there was a Congressional Medal of Honor hanging on the wall behind really? me. And the, uh, the, the uh, George State Control guy was like, man, look at that. It's a Congressional Medal of Honor. He's like, that would be the thing to take. <laughs> Homeland Security guy was like, I'd stick with the glass. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that was going to be interesting. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, uh, whose medal was it? I don't know. I didn't get time to go over and look okay. at it. Uh, you know, but you know, definitely guys were looking for like pens or, or you know right. stuff like that. But like you know, from people that were working there, you know, trying to trade with them or something like that. Sure. But, but instead, you got chocolate. And they they basically said, well, yeah, we got chocolate. But they you know they just had regular little pens. It was nothing that said right. you know, White House stationery or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, it wouldn't have meant anything to anybody. A big rollerball too. <laughs> right, right, right. So you do like go a whole buy a whole pack. I got those from the White this was from Air Force One. Yeah. Sure it was. It writes upside down. Look at that. It's a NASA pen. But no, it, it wasn't anything like that. But yeah. oh, funny. We, had, we had fun, man. We had a really good time. Fast yeah. pace, quick as you know, up there and back. Well, good. And then since, you know, everybody talks about, oh, you're famous. Very small circle. Have a lot of notoriety of people that know. No, 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 wait, wait, hold on. I was watching Meet the Press, and your face was on Meet the Press. Okay, my face is on that, but how many faces are in the crowd? On oh, I don't know. I, yours popped out. It's a big head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big melon. <laughs> That's true. I, I will own up to that. You know, you know, I am the head detective. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, they don't know who I am, so that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, well. yeah. yeah, in yeah. a small circle of people. Yeah, around here. Around here. Yeah, so you know, and so when I went to Cincinnati, you know, that's what the guys would do when I was getting on the plane. They'd be like, "Do you know this man? Have you, do you recognize him?" And I was like, "Gosh, you're gonna do this all week, aren't you?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of that. Do you know who this is? Do you know he met the president? Do you want to shake that hand? Do you want an autograph? I get, I get uh, that. Have you, have you washed your hand? I have. I have actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, that, everybody's, you know, you, so what is it? You hit a curb, you get ice cream, you, know, you get on TV, it's a, uh, what, steak? steak you know, yeah. I, I don't know what I have to buy now to be at the White House. Yeah, it's up there. I, I, it's quite, a, quite a bit right now. Let's just hope it's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I gave all of them away. I gave them a bunch of first graders. I can try and go get them back. Those first graders have no idea what they had. I know, I know. They don't even remember, you know. I'm sure it was smeared on their face before they got on the bus yeah. to go home. <laughs> Chocolate from the White House, <laughs> but was it my wife thought was it was great white thing. chocolate. I don't know. I didn't oh. eat it. Oh. That is a good point. There, I didn't. Yeah, yeah but I didn't eat them. I gave them to her. Yeah, well, she you was mean, happy. You're very generous that way. Uh, that was the other thing too. They told us on the way uh, from the hotel to the White House that the whole thing was going to be streamed live uh, via the internet on C-SPAN. Because no, everybody no, no. watches that? No, it was uh, whitehouse.com or something like that. Even better. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you would have thought they would have told us that the night before right. when we were doing all this. Yeah, so literally, we're, we're, we're going on the way, and I was thinking, <laughs> text real quick, hey guys, you might want to turn on this or right. pull this up. So, like, you know, my wife, so, you know, she was at school teaching and stuff like that, so they were all watching it, you know, and minute by minute, oh, it's minute 26, oh, what's going on, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, it was funny to have that whole thing going on. Oh, I saw your arm. Bill recognized your sleeve. You did. I did. I recognized the sleeve. There weren't two. Nobody else in the room had the, the, uh, braids? Yeah, that you had. Yeah, I guess not enough that shook his hand. Right. 
Have you been to your daughter's school yet? No, uh, that was a funny story too because uh, she told them that I was meeting the president. They didn't believe her. So then my wife sent a picture of the me in the Oval Office to her teacher. They were like, okay. she wasn't kidding. <laughs> so that was pretty oh, funny. She's just talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, my dad's met the president. Yeah, so that's my kid, yeah. Well, hey, you just, Topper! You want every game at, at school now because be like, my dad's this. My, my dad met the president. Yeah, he's a fireman. <laughs> Don't drop yeah. the mic and walk away. Top that fire safety yeah. week. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, I'm not even sure what, Shane, you said you dictate what topics are. What's going to be our next topic? Hmm. You haven't said anything for the last hour. Yeah. All right. Top shirts and why do we need them? <laughs> no, I, don't know. I wasn't prepared for that. Hey, we'll get something, you're not prepared we'll, for a lot. We'll get something going. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people have our contact information too. We won't put it out there on blast, but there's a lot of contact information. Yeah. So if there's something that somebody wants to hear, a specific topic or uh, absolutely, do we have a new email address or no? We don't have that yet. You know our phone numbers. Send us a text what? or an email. Do they? I'm not giving my phone number out. Yeah, I'm not either. Well, if you've got it, yeah, you can use it. No, I'm talking about the people that Maybe already trust. know. <laughs> I'm All right, we'll catch you next time. We appreciate you listening. See you, bye.